So it's all about being creative. Never hurts to try something. And also if you're out there trying to become an educator, start writing content on your own blog that has that educational aspect. People are gonna notice. And if you already have that educational resource on your own blog, it can be a huge help. People already see the types of work that you create. They see that you know what you're talking about. Um, so you don't have to already go, go and prove yourself again. Welcome to the Creative Legacy Podcast, a podcast to help creative entrepreneurs build their business while leading a life of intention, joy, and adventure. I'm Shawnee. And I'm Sarah. We have a fun episode today. We're going to talk about getting published. So you see all like the magazines out there or websites and you're like, how do I get my work on there? That's what we're going to be talking about today. And with us, we have Megan Brown. She is the manager of Two Bright Lights, which helps uh, is a tool for photographers, planners, and other creatives to get their work featured in all these blogs and websites and magazines that you see. And it's her passion to create a platform to help event professionals grow their brand and leads by connecting with publishers and other vendors. So thank you for being here, Megan. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Woohoo! We're super excited that you're going to share lots of wonderful knowledge with us and our listeners. And I've known you now for a few years. We don't quite remember exactly where we met, but we connected at conferences like WPPI, um, at the Not Gala, at Creative at Heart. We've kind of been all around the country together. <laughs> yeah, it's been awesome. I've spent time with you eating oysters and just hanging out, talking about life. It's been a really fun game to know you. So Absolutely. And I still remember our early morning bar class you dragged me to. And- <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did so good. Oh, we'll see about that. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that you're sharing that even in New York. <laughs> yeah, that's when we were in. We were in North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. Yeah, awesome. for a um, con- for the Creative Art Conference. And I was like, anyone's doing it, let's go. Before we we learn a bunch of content today, let's go work out. (laughs) And I was the only sorry person that actually said yes. Yes, she's so dedicated. (laughs) Awesome for braving it. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of give you a little bit of introduction, but do you want to just share a bit about more about you? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as I mentioned, my name is Megan. I am. I basically run Two Bright Lights, which is the publication platform. So if you're not familiar with Two Bright Lights, it allows photographers and other creatives to submit their work to publications. It's very similar to how the Common Application for College works in a way that it allows you to submit to one exclusive or multiple non-exclusive publications at the same time without having to create different submissions for with all of these different guidelines and all of these different requirements for every single publication. If the publication is on Two Bright Lights, it means that they are very happy to receive it in the format that Two Bright bright Lights sends it over in. Um, So it really streamlines the whole submission workflow, allows you to uh, create it once, send it to multiple people, and make the whole process so much faster. So I have actually been on the Two Bright Lights team for a little over three years. Uh, Feels like forever now. It's like Two Bright Lights is my baby, which is great. Um, And I've had the opportunity to meet so many fabulous people all across the country, the world. Um, And 
I'm a musician myself, so I'm an artist. I understand how personal the work that you create is and how it needs to be protected. And so we very strongly protect the copyrights of images and you still have full control of where all your work appears. It's not just going to show up anywhere. So when I heard about Two Bright Lights and bringing together small businesses to get them their work featured and then also being able to help educate small business owners on how they can grow their brand and use this marketing opportunity that works while they sleep. It was like amazing music to my ears and I've never looked back. <laughs> and I can definitely attest to all the awesome things that Two Bright Lights does. I've been a member for a few years now and have had my work published in numerous publications because of it. It's super easy to use and it streamlines, streamlines the process so you don't have to stress about, okay, is this the right way they want it submitted? Is this how I'm supposed to do it? It's all there. It's all written out. It's really easy to use. And it, it's publications from all over. So um, as a wedding photographer, I deal a lot with like The Knot is a huge, huge publication and they're on two bright lights. And even something local, we're in Wisconsin, Wisconsin Bride is like a big magazine for us here and they use two bright lights. So it can be on a local level. It can be on a national level. It can be on an international level. Like two bright lights has tons of publications all over um, for you to use and kind of get in, get your work into. It's really cool. Yeah. And the fun part is that we're actually not just weddings anymore. Um, so we, everything from engagements to first year old birthday parties to maternity shoots um, and even like 50th anniversary parties, like all of these different things, any type of an event or lifestyle shoot, there's a home for it. Um, so we like to say there's a lid for every pot. It's just about finding what is the right outlet for you, for your work. And then sure, that takes a little bit of time to do some of the research, but you'll find something. That's awesome. I think there's such a great feeling for seeing your work published, like, oh, there's my work in a magazine or on a website. But why is it important to get your work published? What are some of the benefits? Yeah. Um, so there's a few things. There's one thing that actually adds to your client experience. So you've already delivered an amazing whether photographer or a planner or anybody, let's say weddings for this case, you've delivered an amazing event. Um, everyone's really happy, but all of a sudden now you got their work and you got your couple, their wedding, their event, everything that they put their heart and soul into published in a publication. Like that's huge. They're going to love that. They're going to be out there and sharing it as well. Um, and a lot of couples today go to their wedding pros when they're hiring them and tell them they want to be published. It's something becoming more and more of an expectation. Um, we all know if something wasn't online, it's almost like it didn't happen. Um, sad but true. Um, so there's that aspect. But then also, it's about getting your work in front of all of these potential clients. So just like you said, when you see your work out there, it's such a great feeling, but it also serves as an unbiased reference for your work. The editor is vouching for the quality and the design and the photography and everything that was involved in putting that event together. And so they've selected it. Um, but additionally, there's also the SEO benefits. So anytime you do anything like this, it helps with backlinks to your site. Um, and so that can be a huge helpful we help. We all want to know the secrets behind Google, how we get higher page ranking. Um, so anything with those, that SEO magic, this can be a huge help. That's really cool. And I think 
I've definitely noticed the benefits of that. Every time my work has been published in something, definitely seeing it on Google, seeing those things pop up more often, seeing my name, not only coming up on my website, then it's coming up on all these different websites. And it's really helpful then to kind of establish myself as an expert in photography or whatever it may be that I'm getting published in. So it's, it's super helpful for whatever you're doing. You want to have the internet has and all the beautiful things on it has to keep coming back to you and your, and your site and your work. So the more you can get it out there, the more it can keep coming back to you. Exactly. And so also when potential clients are maybe weighing you against another pro that has a similar skill set or to them looks like a similar product, they could use that as sort of like, well, this person has been published many times, which is always why it's great to make sure you have a press section or a published in section on your site. Um, but that can be like, okay, that can really push them over the edge towards you versus towards another person. That's so true. I think that's a good key tip there too, of having it on your own site saying like featured in or shown in. Yeah. Yeah. I have a press yeah. section on my website and then every time I'm featured, I blog that I was featured and then it's helpful. Like it sends it back to that publication. And then, so we keep kind of like sending things back and forth between each other, which is really good for your SEO and being able to put yourself out there in the internet world. <laughs> Yes, I agree. And I think we've all been in this scenario where we're like, wait, when was the last time we published a blog? Right. So it's content that creates content, which is totally. So you, you've talked about too, before we kind of started recording that you're also working on a other, another website as an editor, correct? Or you run it completely? Yeah. Yeah, so I am sort of like the business manager for How They Asked as well, um, which is really fun because I get to be on the editor side. So we take submissions from, again, all over the world of proposals, which is always such a fun thing. So we actually were able to feature Shawnee, which is super cool. Um, so fun. So everyone yes. should go find we'll, it. We'll add a link to it in the show notes so you can see how my, my crazy good, face good. when I got engaged. I'm just like, what? <laughs> Those are the best. Um, but so that's been really great because I get to see both sides of the publishing process. Um, but it's a lot of fun. So we get to work with a lot of jewelry designers, um, and a lot of other people, whether it's photographers for proposals or proposal planners, but also see just the happiness and the joy as people are starting off the wedding planning process. That's awesome. And so as an editor and working with other editors, what do you think they're looking for if you're trying to get your work out there and you're trying to get it published? What are editors looking for? Yeah, that's a great question. So when you're crafting a submission, um, they're looking for a lot of details, a lot of not just details in the photography, but also details in things that they can write about. So the first thing you want to think about is that a submission, photos are only half of the battle. So yes, many times they make the first impression that they can grab people's attention, but the publisher needs to write something about that. So they need to know, let's say if we're talking about weddings or engagements or something like that, how did the couple meet? Um, what was the inspiration behind their wedding day? Is there something unique about it? Because um, they may have published a wedding that had a similar dress or was at a similar venue. So what is it about your event that you're submitting that really sets it apart? Um, in addition to that, when we're talking about the photos, the breakdown that we suggest 
is, especially for weddings, would be 70% detail shots and 30% with people. Um, I know that can be a little scary, <laughs> but detail shots are more than you actually think they are. It could be a wide shot of the ceremony. Yes, there are people in there, but people are not the main subject. It's showing showcasing the ceremony site, but also an empty ceremony site. Um, all of those things really help to set the scene. And so the details are key in order for what is going to inspire other couples. Because when we think of what the point of these like real wedding features or engagement features or all of that really is, it is to inspire other couples to figure out what the heck they can do because half the time, or more than half the time, they're, they've never planned an event like this before. They have no idea what is even possible. Um, and I think a lot of us in the industry are spoiled by the fact that we do know what's possible and we probably have very strong opinions about what we already want when we before we've even started the process of planning something. Um, but a lot of couples don't. They have no idea. They've seen some photos. They might have seen Pinterest, but they don't know what's actually possible. So thinking about, okay, what are the details within the events or weddings or shoots that I have done that will help couples figure out what they want, what they like, what they dislike, also what professionals they need to hire. Um, so that's another thing. You need to make sure you include every single pro that was part of the shoot. Um, it can be the worst feeling ever if something goes to print or goes gets published online and a vendor was left off. So making sure that you have all that information. If it's missed in print, there's no going back. There's, there's no way you can correct it. Yes, you can add it to a publication online, but still it doesn't leave a great taste um, for everyone who was involved. So making sure you have that. The, those are really like the three big things if I had to narrow down what publishers are looking for. Um, that you want to make sure. At the same time, each publication is looking for something a little bit different. They all have a different style. They might have tend to maybe have a boho vibe or a colorful vibe or something like that. So an Instagram feed is going to be your best friend in trying to do research on what publications are best for you. So take two minutes because you're probably on Instagram anyways, because I know I'm on way more than I should be. Um, but scroll through. It's that visual representation of like, what is the photography style? If let's say you're a planner and you're submitting and you worked with a dark and moody photographer, but this publication is light and airy, that shoot is not going to get picked up. You're going to be wasting your time and their time, the editors, by sending it their way. So find a style for a publication that matches. It's a little more challenging when you're not the photographer because the style could shift based on what photographer you are working with, but um, it definitely pays to do your research. Very cool. I like it. And I think the research part is always the part that gets overlooked, especially since Too Bright like, makes it so easy to get published that it's like, oh, I'll just submit it to a bunch of these places and some will pick me up. I think that's really frustrating for editors to get a bunch of stuff that's like, yeah. did you even look at my site or my publication? You, you don't know what I even post. So um, I think you, yeah. and you want to get, they'll remember you too. I think if they, if you keep sending things that don't make sense, they're going to pick up on that. Oh, here's another submission from this person. They never really pay attention to what we're doing. So exactly. You don't want to burn yeah. any bridges either. You want to make sure you're not wasting right. anyone's time. Yeah. And it works the other way too. If they see that you're sending things that are always a great fit, that's going to up your odds. So make sure that you are doing that research. Um, 
if you are using a platform like Two Bright Lights, for example, we actually have a matching technology built into the system. So based on what tags that you put on your albums when you're submitting them, we recommend publications that could be a good fit. Um, they're usually between like seven to 12 recommended publications um, that match based on the tags, but then you still have the ability to submit to the hundreds of publications if you want to choose yourself. So would you say that the research part is the first step to going about getting published, or what would you say that process looks like? Yeah, I would say that it pays to spend a little bit of time doing it. Like, even if you block out four hours in one week to just spend some time going through all the publications, whether you're looking at the publisher's page on Two Bright Lights or going through your list of favorite publications and creating like a Google Sheets doc or something that says, okay, these are my like reach publications where I think there are some of my events could be a good fit there. So that's what's sort of like your reach. Then you have the list of publications that these are absolutely a shoe and like you have no problem thinking that your work could be seen among everyone that's already being featured there. And then you have the publications which are like, this is for you, it may not be a super high goal publication, but you think that it'd be an easy one for your work to get into and can help with your SEO and your published numbers and just getting your work out there in more places. Um, and once you have that list, it makes the submission process so much easier. So let's say you are submitting to an exclusive publication first, which means you can only submit to one at a time. Um, it's gonna happen at some point where they say that it's not a fit for their publication. If you already have that list of, okay, what's my next stop? it hurts a lot less. Um, you can move on very quickly. If you submitted through Two Bright Lights, you click two buttons and you've sent it to somebody else. And so it hurts less. It's just, okay, let's move on. Let's see who can I who I can get next. And it does happen. It's not, it's not, sometimes it's not even like a, you're bad or your work is bad. It's just right now, this is not a fit or this is too old or this is the wrong season or whatever it may be for what they're planning. So if you're rejected, I don't like to use that word, but if it is a no for right now, that it's not a no forever and you're definitely going to find a publication that will pick it up and don't let that deter you from submitting to that publication again. They might just start, they might be looking for something yeah. different. And what's really nice is they'll sometimes provide feedback of this is too old or this just doesn't fit right now, but please keep submitting. We love your work, which is a really nice thing. So if you're not being picked up for for something don't don't see it as rejection just see it as a not right now or move on to someone that it's a better fit absolutely because you never know they may have just published or are about to publish something that was at the same venue or the same dress and it it has nothing to do with your work um a lot of the times it just is it's not the right fit right then very cool would you say there's any differences in between like doing it yourself or through like a manager publisher or the tool like Two Bright, two bright Lights? Yeah. Um, so the main difference is that when you use a system like Two Bright Lights, it goes a lot faster. You have to create the submission once. You could send it to four non-exclusives at the same time. Um, but additionally, it's a lot, a lot about having relationships with publications. So if you're doing it on your own, sending it into an email black hole has a potential unless you actually have an existing relationship with that publisher and they know who you are. Um, so when you're using a system like Two Bright Lights, it you're basically utilizing the relationships that we have already cultivated and we already have with the publishers to get a foot in the door because they know that submissions coming through Two Bright Lights are a trusted resource and ones that 
they're comfortable looking through. And it's very fast for them also to work and review their submissions through us. Um, so that makes it a lot easier. And then the other thing that this is actually really exciting that we just released in early January, um, it was we knew, have a new feature on Bright Lights called Open Gallery. So Open Gallery gives submitters the opportunity to opt in certain albums that they have to a searchable image database. And so then we have an image reading technology that allows the editors to go in and search everything that's within that database. So a lot of times when you're submitting one way, you have no idea what the editor is actually looking for. They might be looking for polka dots or a tuxedo or who knows, maybe <laughs> a cat wearing a tuxedo. Like <laughs> a lot of times there's some like wild things and yes, they'll put them out in there in the requests, but you don't always know exactly what they're looking for. And sometimes they need it quickly. So with this, it puts the sort of that effort on the editor side. They can go in and search the craziest search terms. So search cat tuxedo, and then they can find a photo that is a perfect match for what they're looking for. And then they can request it from you as a submitter and you have the ability to say yes or no. Um, so we've recently rolled that out to our first about 20 editors who are getting beta access. So if you have not opted in your images to the open gallery and you are already a Two Bright Lights user, Go ahead and do it so that way your work is getting published. We have seen one editor like within three days already put in 200 requests. So it's crazy. Um, and the nice part is, especially during a crazy wedding season or crazy event season, whenever your busy time of year is, it allows you to be getting published without having to spend the time to craft the submissions and doing all of that. It really puts it all on the editor. In that Which side. is really nice. And <laughs> let's work for you. Yeah. That's really, that's fabulous. And I definitely want to go and try that now. It makes me want to just head to the website and just throw a bunch of images in the open gallery. Yes, please. Do you think there's anything people should avoid when they're trying to get published? Things that editors don't want to see or they're going to reject right away? We kind of talked about doing the research and making sure it's like a right fit for their style, but anything else that we should just stay away from or everyone should stay away from? Yeah, I would say not including enough photos. Um, I've seen people submit like five to 10 photos for an entire submission. And most of the time, the editor is not going to take the time to say, hey, do you have any more photos? I think this would be really interesting. Like, no, most of the time they'll just say no. Um, same thing if you don't include enough vendor information or you don't include anything about the couple or about the event or the shoot itself. Give them as much information upfront as possible so that way it really gives them everything they need so that they can't say no. <laughs> That's the whole goal. You you want to make it so that they never have to ask you for anything additional. Um, so that's sort of the big thing that I see a lot. Nice. Very nice. That makes sense. It's, it totally makes sense. I think my problem is always I want to submit too much. So narrowing it down is, is always a hard thing. But I never thought about people not sending enough. And that makes sense. You can't get a really good feel for the event or or this thing that's happening because there's not enough to go from. Yeah, exactly. I think too, it makes the work easier for the editor because they're not having to reach out. So they're getting a ton of submissions all the time to just have it easy and get what they need so they can say like, this is a fit or this is not a fit right now and just move on to the next one. Exactly, exactly. You want this to make the their 
action or response as easy and as quick as possible for them so that it is a yes. And once they, again, going back to having that reputation for sending them things that are the right fit or things that have all the information that they need, it's going to make it so you're getting published even more. Very cool. We talked a lot about um, photo publication and events. Do you have any other experience or maybe in your field, we've talked about other other ways that people can get published if it's not just photos, but written word, graphic design. I mean, and maybe you don't because we are just talking about photos and two bright lights, but is there any other resources that, you know, if, if you're not a photographer and you're trying to get out there and get work published? Yeah, so there... There's a lot of ways that you can do that. You can reach out to publications. They're always looking for content um, because a lot of them are small business owners too. And it takes a lot of work to run a publication. And so you can always offer guest posts. Um, that's something we love on the Two Bright Lights blog. Um, we also think that we're hearing from experts that aren't just from aren't just us. Like the people like Shanae, for example, who are out there doing this, getting their work published. She has so much knowledge to share with our users that also means a lot coming from someone else um, versus people getting sick of hearing <laughs> from us. Um, and so there's that. There's also Instagram publications, of course. Um, so we talk about like The Knot, for example. The Knot has both an online publication. They have 17 print publications for regional and national. And then they also have their Instagram. So being featured there can have a huge impact for you too, because a lot of prospective couples who are already following the knot, um, they're interacting with that. And so that can be a huge thing. So same thing for like how they asked when we feature publications or feature professional photography on how they asked, um, that can also be a huge lift for you and your business. So don't think about the fact that even if it is a like if you're trying to book weddings, but you happen to have a um, engagement shoot or surprise proposal that you have, don't think, don't shy away from submitting it. It can still give you a huge lift and reach the people that you're trying to reach who are looking to plan a wedding. So it's all about being creative. Never hurts to try something. And also if you're out there trying to become an educator, start writing content on your own blog that has that educational aspect, people are going to notice. You can offer it to online publications that have that educational angle too. So that's like going back to the Two Bright Lights blog for us, but also reach out and join online conferences. It's an easy way to be an attendee, learn from other people, but then go out and pitch yourself for those too. And if you already have that educational resource on your own blog, it can be a huge help. People already see the types of work that you create. They see that you know what you're talking about. Um, so you don't have to already go, go and prove yourself again. So once you get published, like, yay, first of all, celebrate. But is there anything you'd recommend for doing after, like, especially if there's an editor or publisher you really love to maintain a positive relationship and possibly work with them in the future to be published again? Absolutely. So definitely celebrate. A lot of people shy away from that um, because they feel bad about like bragging about their own work. No, it's a huge accomplishment. Go out and do it. Make sure you are out there bragging, um, but also share it on social media. Tag every single person that you can think of that was connected with that event, whether it's on the pro side or it's on the, um, the client side. Like even if you're tagging everyone in the wedding party, all of a sudden your work is appearing in thousands of news feeds on, let's say, Facebook of all these people that you don't know. They don't know you, but now they do. Um, and now they see your work. So that can be a huge help to get in front of more eyes. Um, 
blogging about it, I think is super important. So Shania's point about that was great. Um, and then also going and thanking the editor, whether it's commenting on the post itself, um, tagging them in all of the things that you are sharing on social media, or even sending them an actual thank you note. So we have a messaging platform within Two Bright Lights. You could send them a thank you note through there or send them an email. And that little effort goes a really long way. They're looking for traffic on their site too. So anything that you're doing out there, sharing their work and their posts with your work in it is huge. And then also they're going to remember you because you took that time to do that personal touch point. It goes a long way. And it's a great start to get a relationship going where those little actions are going to be remembered. And sometimes you can have editors then that reach out to you about, do you have any new work? Do you have anything um, that you would like to submit? Um, it, it starts creating that awesome friendship too between it. So it's it's not like yeah. this submitting through two bright lights or whatever it may be. You're now starting to talk to each other about like, how can we collaborate in the future and, and really creating a lasting relationship? Absolutely. Any other advice for our listeners? Anything we haven't touched on that you think would be super beneficial for them to know about getting their work published? I mean, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Like, it can be scary. It can seem like a lot of work. Um, but just do it. And also, don't wait and say, like, well, I only had one public, one shoot this year, or one event this year that I think is worth publishing. You don't have to wait and have that big one showstopper event. It pays to get so much of your work published. Obviously, within reason, you want to make sure you're reaching your target audience. But at the same time, it's really great, like we said, from an SEO perspective to get your name out there a lot. So definitely doing that. And then also don't shy away from single image features. Um, a lot of publications, let's say, for example, Pop Sugar, will do a roundup of, let's say, their favorite flower girls. So having your name featured in a Pop Sugar article, that's huge. It's a huge article. They're probably blasting it out to all of their followers, which have which are a lot. And that, just because it's only one photo, doesn't mean that it's still not going to have a huge impact. So be open to stuff like that, too. Um, but <laughs> do it. <laughs> I can't stress that <laughs> Stop shying away from it. I know it's probably something that ends up being on the bottom of to-do lists, but and I'm sure you can speak to this too, but it uh, it doesn't take as much time as you think it will once you get in the groove. Make it part of your workflow. Um, and again, it does not have to be all for all ph photographers. Anybody in the events industry or creative industry can do it. You just have to have permission from the photographer to make sure that you're not also submitting to two exclusives at the same time, which is a big no-no. So um, communicate with your vendor team as well. And that's so true what you said about... Just doing it. I think too, you get a lot of that fear that I'm not good enough or these events aren't good enough or my work isn't good enough, but there's a publication for everything. I mean, I've even had people in like Norway, different blogs and stuff, pick it up because that, that really fit with them or um, whatever it may be. So yeah. you, there's always someone out there for your work and getting it out there into the world. Um, so yeah, don't be afraid to do it. And your work is good enough and you're better than you think you are. And you don't have to get to a level and then you'll start submitting and you can do it now. And there's no, there's no wait time. You can just start doing it, keep getting better at it. Um, and like you said, I know it's hard because mm -hmm. it's like, okay, it's one more thing I have to add. But when you do add it to your workflow, if it's like, here is the next step now, I'm going to start submitting. It really becomes a seamless process and it's super easy just to continue to follow through with, um, which is really awesome. So, and I, I mean, even... 
when you were talking about the pop sugar, different things like that, of how it's a single image. And sometimes publications like that, because you've submitted once, they'll reuse that image in new articles all the time. So you're continuing to get re-featured. So I actually had a situation with pop sugar where they picked up this, um, I photographed a birth and they picked up those images. So they'll reuse an image or two every time they do like 25 pictures of grandparents meeting their grandkids for the first time, 25 awesome birth images, you know, whatever. They'll keep reusing it because you've already built that connection with them. They already have those images and have your permission. So they can just keep going and reusing it. And that SEO is just keeps building and building. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's also where um, styled shoots can be a really good thing too. Um, especially if you are doing style shoots that are on the more realistic side. Um, style shoots have gotten sometimes really crazy and could do a shoot where if someone actually tried to do that, they would be spending thirty to $50,000 on flowers alone, which <laughs> um, a lot of people can't do um, and can be very disappointing. So I think that style shoots allow you to have the opportunity to create a, pro a portfolio that maybe it's the work that you aren't shooting yet or aren't creating yet, but allows you to be creative and to get that into your portfolio. And then you can get that out there to submission, um, to publications through submissions. And so don't shy away from that as well. Very cool. Yeah, I love that point of just doing something on your own as well, because even as a designer doing my own work and being able to share the things that I love doing helps gain more of what you're looking to do and what you love. Right, exactly. Just be, you're not necessarily doing the what you want to be doing um, based on what clients want you to be doing. So being giving the opportunity or getting the opportunity to create that or to be creative or to do something that's a wild idea and getting other people on board um, to do it with you allows you to get that work in front of those prospective clients that may want to hire you to create the things that you really want to. Um, so it can be a huge benefit. Right. It's open for anyone and reaching out to different publications. There's always someone looking for, like you said, if you want to do more education or you want to become more in that realm of things, you can reach out to different places. You can reach out to different blogs or um, educators or creative content. And if you're a designer or for your a SEO expert or whatever, you can write content and create content for these publications too and get your work featured that way. It doesn't just have to be you know, weddings and events, it can be everything. You just have to reach out there and start creating the content anyway, putting it on your own blog or putting it out into your own world and then just going out and finding the right fit for you to submit your work to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I've spent a lot of time over the last few years is doing just that, reaching out to people. And it's scary because you're sort of putting yourself out there. You're letting your guard down. Um, but honestly, what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is they don't respond and you're no worse off than where you are right now. Okay. But chances are they will respond and you'll either learn something, even though if it's not the right fit for them, or they'll say yes. And it gives you a huge opportunity that you wouldn't have had if you hadn't gone out and made that Very true. Got to be a little brave with it. It's, it's a little scary to put yourself out there, but it's so worth it. It totally is, but it is scary. <laughs> As you're talking about like just going ahead and doing it, there was a quote that I always love to remind myself of done is better than perfect. And because if you don't go out and put your work out there, try, it's just not going to happen. So you have to go and do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Things can always be tweaked. They can always be continue to iterate on things but like 
at some point, you just got to do it. And you're going to learn from it. You're never going to go out there and do something perfect right away. But by getting that experience, you can start getting on a path of getting better at what you're offering or what you're putting out there. But if you never try, you're never going to start that process. Exactly. Awesome. Well, I think this is a lot of great information about how to get published, especially for our photographers and event professionals. Um, so where can people find you online? Where can these event professionals go to find Two Bright Lights? Yeah, awesome. So um, we're at twobrightlights.com, nice and easy. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at two underscore bright underscore lights. Uh, and you can also find me on Instagram at Megan with an H underscore SB. Fair warning, you'll see a lot of silly photos of me eating things or flashbacks <laughs> with my husband. We're high school sweethearts, so I have a lot of blackmail images ready to go. <laughs> we can't wait to check those out. And we're so thankful that you took this time to be with us today and chat with our, our chat with us and share a bunch of great info for our listeners. I know I've definitely benefited from all our conversations and all the amazing things Two Bright Lights has done. So I hope that our listeners can as well. Oh, thank you so much. It was great to be here.